With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning. Happy New Year. Hey. Happy New Year to you. Doug Gottlieb, Dan Beyer, Jason Stewart. Happy New Year, Doug. All in the house on a uh, New Year's Day where... It's really interesting, right? Tonight is should be an awesome doubleheader of college football. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we have as close to the four best teams as possible. There's lots of discussions we need to have about the debacle that has been the bowl season thus far and whether or not next year we will fix it or make it worse. I'm not sure. But um, it just – there's so much stuff to get to, like – uh, Dan, as, as you and I were texting, and I was texting and talking with Jason Stewart, our esteemed producer, you know, um, uh, you know, we, we went to bed and Jay Stu sends these long, all these different notes and things. And it's like, hey, like Lamar Jackson's the MVP. Like, that's great. We could talk about it. But honestly, like we went through it, Dan, where you have, I mean, again, I don't know if this we even have time in a three hour show to get to. Basketball, you had a big trade in the NBA between the Raptors and the Knicks, which feels like a precursor possibly to another Knicks trade. You had the LeBron, was it three, was it two? You have Oklahoma City, by the way, going into Denver over this long weekend and just hammering the Nuggets, kind of Nuklaloo style, announcing their presence with authority, like, are we missing Oklahoma City in this, could they come out of the West sort of thing? Um, there's, there's actually some good NBA discussion, but like, who's got time? Then you have these joke of bowl games. I don't even know if we get into whatever that was between Georgia and and Florida State's backups to their backups. You got tonight's games. And then you have this entirety of a weekend where we had Monday night football on Saturday night. That's super confusing. I just, I got to tell you, it's always confusing when they do that. It's really confusing on a holiday weekend when you don't really know what day is what. Anybody else? It's it's one thing to I, I've seen that they've done that before with the Monday Night Football on Saturday, right? I think they did it last year. But when it's a holiday weekend, I legit have no idea what day of the week it was. I'm watching the game and I turn to my son. And I was like, "Wait, is it Monday?" He's like, "No, I don't. What day is it? I don't know." But it says Monday Night Football right there. And then it actually took us both going to our phones, going, "No, it's Saturday." Oh, yeah, that's right. Saturday is Monday Night Football. This Anyway, but we have the end of that game, which because of the outcome where the Cowboys win 20 to 19 on what feels like a completely blown call by the officials. It, it changes Sunday because now the Eagles lose. So the Cowboys, all they got to do is beat the Commanders and they win the NFC East. Oh, yeah, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers, because the Eagles collapsed yet again yesterday. This one to the Arizona Cardinals. The, the Niners, like their dudes got like three weeks off. 
Right? Trent Williams was the happiest dude ever. He's like, man, I've been all banged up. Now I get don't have to play week week eighteen. Don't have to I mean, we gotta buy. And the team that thought they were the best team last year, if not for injury, now will be the healthiest team heading into the playoffs. And then we got all kinds of other stuff. So I guess, Dan, here's my question to you. Where do you want to start? I think that there's, uh, you have to start in the NFC with what transpired, because it's a combination. Cowboys are now on the verge of winning the division. You mentioned the 49ers wrapping things up. But the most unexpected result that I think that we got on Sunday was that Arizona went to Philadelphia, dominated the Eagles, and then, even in a situation, Doug, where Philadelphia grabs a lead late, that defense cannot keep Arizona out of the end zone, essentially knocking the Eagles out of a as you mentioned, the race for the number one overall seed, the NFC East crown right now, their destiny is not in their own hands, if you will. And to just look at where this team is over the last, I don't know, four to six weeks, Super Bowl hangover must have come late. Um, We know that they were playing with fire early this season, but I think we got to start in Philadelphia. Okay. So, and then honestly, and, and we, and I understand it's sports radio. And I understand, like, let's not bury the lead. The lead is the Philadelphia Eagles. But can we, for a second, just take a peek at the Cardinals, who, oh, yeah, by the way, have you seen some of the wins they had this year? They haven't won a game in the NFC West. But look at some of the wins they... Huh? <laughs> Yet. They got the Seahawks next week. <laughs> okay. But they they beat the Cowboys. They go in the... And I know the Cowboys didn't play other dudes. They go into Philadelphia and win, win. Oh, yeah, by the way, we all operate on the assumption that shouldn't they lose these games to get a top pick so then they can trade Kyler Murray or cut Kyler Murray? And then Kyler Murray balls out. And oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Gannon, their head coach, one, he's the guy who Eagles fans think blew the Super Bowl because, you know, <laughs> the Chiefs ran the same play two different times to win the game and could not have been Nick Sirianni's press conference was incredibly impressive in com- when he was announced as coach in comparison to Jonathan Gannon, who looked just like a complete clown, and they're really well coached. But let, let's 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 not get into the Arizona Cardinals. Let let's go to the Eagles, where um, you know they lose their coordinators. They've lost some pieces. The defense isn't great, but also like Jalen Hurts, and we've said, well, is he healthy? And if he's not healthy, why are they running him so much? I don't even. Where do you where do you start with the? Are they go zero for December? Is that right? Do they go zero for December? Since that win against the Chiefs that they had on that uh, Monday night game, where Marquez Valdez Scantling dropped the pass, which by the way was a common theme, unfortunately for the Chiefs uh, again in Week Seventeen, even though they got the win. But I believe they were two and four in that stretch. So since that win against Kansas City where we thought, okay, this is maybe the one that writes the ship, because they were playing with fire. Yeah, for- I mean, they, should, they should have lost the Commanders early in the year. There's a bunch of other games. I mean, uh, the Bills had them dead to rights, too. Yeah. So I, I actually don't think it's that. It, it's not that surprising. It is surprising that the Cardinals beating them. And their inability to get off the field, get 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 the Cardinals off the field, and the Cardinals coming from behind, that that at home, that just they went through this gauntlet, Doug, of the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, and Cowboys, and they ended up uh, in a scenario where they went three and two, so they split with the Cowboys. Obviously, we mentioned the Chiefs when you mentioned the Bills, and then getting destroyed by the Niners. That was supposed to be all right. They made it through because you had. The Monday night game against Seattle, which we all saw Drew Locke go 92 yards and take care of them. Even what they did last week on Christmas Day in having Terod Taylor come in for the Giants in place of Tommy DeVito and making that a competitive game. And the Cardinals, you're right. The Cardinals have always been competitive all season long. But there's just something wrong. They were outgained two to one, time of possession two to one, and even in the end, where you think, okay, this is where they can do their Houdini act. All you have to do, defense, is just get a stop on the last possession, and the Eagles will win the game, and all is good. What ends up happening? Seven plays, seventy yards, two minutes, touchdown, Arizona. I mean, yeah. Okay. Just- okay. So where does that stack up? So okay. So before we get to the Cowboys game and how it relates to it. 
what's the takeaway? What's the, you know, is well, this, you know, they, they've changed defensive coordinators or play callers, whatever. I love that, that they have a defense. You know, you're still a defense coordinator. You're just not going to call the defenses. Like, we see it. What? That's the, it's the, he's the Dwight Shroom, right? Shroom. What? Who's Dwight the? Dwight Shroom. Yeah. Right? Right? Dwight Shroom. He's the, the assistant, assistant to the general manager. Yeah, assistant to the regional manager or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's 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 what it. But you know, Matt Patricia, we'll who, right. Matt Matt Patricia, who thinks he knows everything, comes in and turns out that he can't fix his players, not plays. Um, then there's Nick Sirianni, who you know he walked around with his chest out like he was a de- like like he was uh, what's the name McMahon from WWE all last year and early this year. You know, talking ish to everybody. Even after that Chiefs game, Doug, there was that video of him walking off the field. And I don't think anybody in their right mind felt that Philadelphia got revenge on the Chiefs because they won a regular season game compared to Super Bowl 57. But he walks off the field and he's, you know, yelling at the Chiefs fans in the tunnel, giving you a Ric Flair, you know, woo. And. Like it's all it's it's all a mess. Jalen Hurts has been the adult in that room with that team ever since he stepped on the on the field for them. And since Nick Sirianni took over, it's been it's been evident. I do think that there's an issue. There's nobody that's going to say that they have the worst uh, roster in the National Football League. What people are going to say is, no, the Eagles have the best roster in the National Football League. You can say whatever you want. You know, maybe some people like Jalen Hurts. Some people don't like his style. Uh, it works for them, but for some reason. Their defense can't get off the field right now. And for some reason, A.J. Brown is still pouting. A.J. Brown didn't talk to the media yesterday. I don't think because they lost. I think it was because he only had five targets because they didn't have the football. And that's a theme because remember he was pouting yep. against after the Giants game last year where they destroyed the Giants in the playoffs and he wasn't happy that he got his targets. Yep. It's just to me, it's just a mess in, in Philadelphia right now. Opens things up for the NFC. And obviously now it just gives this, the Cowboys this path that I don't think that we thought was really available. I mean, I mean, the Eagles just had to go Giants, Cardinals, Giants to wrap up the NFC East, and they couldn't even do that. Okay, so uh, with that in mind, what about the? I mean, the, the ramifications of one call, which is pretty clearly a blown call. Like I, I understand. I think we all and and Dan, you, if, if you if you dispute this, I'm I'm more than willing to listen to it. But by now, we've had two days of information. Um, where, you know, the, it's the, the lions were, they were trying to kind of do the bait and switch, right? Send three guys at the official, but only one was, um, was making himself eligible. Uh, but the, the, the key to it is one, there's pretty good video evidence of who was pointing that he he was eligible. And two, that in a, they have a, a meeting 90 minutes for the game, Dan Campbell, told him this is what we're going to do, right? Everybody was like, this is what we're going to do in this situation. That's how it works in these trick plays. You run it, you know, you run it by them. And, and by the way, like this does actually work in all sports. We, you tell people in basketball all the time, you know how sometimes you can get called for a flagrant or back in the day, an intentional foul when you're intentionally trying to foul at the end of a game. The easiest way to make sure that doesn't happen is before the play, you tell the official, hey, we're trying to foul. We're going for the ball. And then they call it really quickly. That's that's the way it works. In the NFL, when you're going to run a trick play, you tell the officials beforehand, hey, just keep an eye out. We're going to do this in terms of formationally. It happened back when the Patriots uh, beat the Ravens in the playoffs. If you remember, that was the game before the Deflategate game where – you know, the Patriots inform the officials, hey, we're going to do this different kind of alignment. And it, it is legal if, if you watch for it, right? That's part of it. So is there any dispute that they pretty obviously missed this call? No, no, there's I, I don't think that there's there's any argument for it. OK, so with that in mind, like all the ramif- the Lions could be playing for home field. The Cowboys now, as the beneficiary of it are probably going to win their division, <laughs> you know? And, oh, yeah, by the way, all that, the ni- the Niners, and again, it doesn't mean that the Eagles would have won or whatever. It, I don't think it has any effect, but all of this stuff, now the Cowboys still can't 
catch the Niners, but because the Eagles lost, now the Niners have two weeks off. All because of really one play. And I, I guess the question is this. If it's not in dispute, okay, if it's not in dispute, can you do the Little League, hey, we want to form a, file a protest? And did, did any, does anybody have a protest story that went in their favor in Little League Baseball? No. Right? No. Uh, hey, listen, this game is protest under protest. Game, period. I've never, I've never, I've never seen a game under protest in in my memory actually work out. This game is under protest. That was all, that's an all timer, right? You used to you go and you'd step on third base and you appeal to the other umpire if there was another umpire. <laughs> that's the first thing. The second thing is, hey, this game is under protest. No one ever checked up. Like, hey, whatever happened to that game under protest? Remember third week of the season? Could could you? Change the outcome under protest. And then the other part to that, is, and, and I'm, I'm interested in your opinion because I asked a couple of coaches and football people and basketball people their opinion. One thing lost in the Cowboys win over the Lions is the Lions get penalized. It goes back to the seven. Then the Cowboys get penalized. It goes back to the two. But at any of this point in time, like Dan Campbell would be like, ah, eh, let's just kick the extra point and let's go play in overtime and didn't do it. I, I guess he was fully committed, but did you have to be fully committed? No, I, I don't think that he had to, especially on the first one where you're seven yards back. It's just difficult to score from seven yards out. And in a one-play scenario, that is, yeah, it's not ideal. So supp- Brandon Staley is the only human being that thought, that's a good idea. Supp- we should do that. Should, <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love what Campbell's doing. Uh, yeah, on the, on the offsides call, which I believe was then half the distance, uh, or the penalty that was on Dallas, Still, in that scenario, I mean, I mean, I guess I know that there could be an argument made that the you know Lions are the road team. Let's go for the win. Um, that that could be you know looked at it as well, injury wise, and just trying to you know get out of dodge and not playing overtime. Uh, another thing that that Lions fans will point to. I just look at it. The whole scenario of this is this isn't Sean Payton being mad over a pass interference call. This isn't. The Eagles being mad over a holding call in a Super Bowl. This is an official not implementing the rules and how they're supposed to be implemented. Like you can't even you can't even carry out the rules the right way. And the only time that I remembered something like this happening, Doug, involved the Lions twenty five years ago. Jerome Bettis coin toss. Referee doesn't hear it. Sticks to his guns. Doesn't hear tails. Says no. You said you said heads tails or whatever Phil Luckett was saying. That's the only time that I can remember where like this sort of miscommunication resulted in such a crazy wacky ending. Because I I, I do think that there are similarities, but this isn't missing a call. This isn't this is not carrying out your duties in doing what you're supposed to be doing as a ref and implementing the actual rules. Yes, this is not a judgment call is what you're getting to. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's not a judgment call, right? Because you, you get people going back and going like, look, this is a hold. Look, this is a trip. This is a Schefter point out some mistripping call on Hutchinson that was called on on the offensive yeah. line. Like, what are you doing, Adam? I mean, you honestly, you're insulting everybody's intelligence. So, no, hey, look, there's a missed call here. I'm sure you can go the whole game. There's a bunch of missed calls. This is an administrative penalty. That's it's an administrative cut. It's cut and dry, and it's like, wait, what do we? There's, I, you know, and it's one of those things. Like, I'm all for human error in sports. Like, I understand if we turn officials into robots, but this one's not that hard. Um, it's it's not that it's it's one of those things where there is a lot going on. By the way, a lot going on, but it's your job. I mean, you can yes. hold up the. It's your job. And you can hold up the game, by the way. By the way, in that scenario, that was the only thing that was going on. Like, like in, in he was the only one standing there, and there's two lions in front of him and another one kind of running over. That's the only thing that you're dealing with at that time. And then he starts just walking over to tell. And, and by the way, I don't think that the lions in the huddle, as they're calling the play, should be listening to Brad Allen. No. Uh, announced that 70 was the eligible receiver. But, by the way, in Brad Allen, people don't realize this, they've been saying it for the last couple of days, I think the R is silent. 
So I think it's just Bad Allen. I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's the R is silent in Brad Allen. Allen. There it is. Bad Joke Allen. number one of 2024. You know, for people who Thank don't you. know, Dan Beyer is a dad. Okay, R is silent. So, um, so he's allowed to make dad jokes, and that was a that was a good one. Sort of good rim shot dad joke. Dad joke. Yeah, I guess sort of. Doug Gottlieb, Dan Byer in for Dan and the Danettes is Dan Patrick Show. Happy New Year! If you're listening to us, unless you're listening to us, you know, in the drunk tank, you survived the night. Right, and you're here for 24. Right, so that means you probably stayed off the roads. You probably stayed in. It is uh, a dear friend of mine is like, yeah, two holidays I just can't get down on is uh, Valentine's Day and New Year's. That's a pretty good one, right? I congratulate. We're congratulate, but there is something to kind of the the newness of it, rebirth of it, starting anew. Boy, I wish Bad Allen, probably Bad Allen, probably wishes we could start anew. Don't you think? I mean, I, I think that's. <laughs> That's that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, Charles Robinson's going to join us upcoming uh, next. We'll get his thoughts on the debac- the officiating debacle, on what's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles, and oh yeah, by the way, um, how is it possible that the Kansas City Chiefs don't seem to have wide receivers that can? I know this is catch a football, catch a football. With Dan Beyer, I'm Doug Gottlieb. That's next on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. That's Dan Byer. Jay Stew is uh, off the uh, IRDL, whatever, and he's back producing. We got my man Chris Perfett on the ones and twos. Happy New Year to you. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The vehicles are all electric. The feelings all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. I'm sure. Like, here's the good thing. Like, I don't have to say, hey, be safe on New Year's. You know, avoid all the nonsense, whatever. Because if you're listening to the show, if you're on the West Coast, you know, hopefully you've, you're up and you're going to work, you're out and about, as they say. Or if you're on the East Coast, like, you've, you've made it. We're here, 2024. I will point this out about all the great feelings and thoughts of the new year and how fresh it feels, Dan. I should point out, it's an election year, which means it's going to be com- a complete poop show from about, <laughs> I don't know what, September until November, and then, as we saw last time, maybe even through January. So, good news is we got about like six, seven months to really enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, 2024, we are here. Man, I just – we haven't talked about the Broncos and the quarterback change and Russell Wilson. I don't know. We don't have time really to talk about the NBA. Well, how about we'll – let's pocket – Bowl talk for about 15 minutes. We've got to get ready for tonight's doubleheader. Of course, the Rose Bowl, uh, which was really destroyed by conference realignment because there's no more Pac-10 or Pac-12, so there can be no more Pac-10. But they could have had. I would have still done the Pac-12 Big Ten one last time. But instead, we have Michigan, Alabama, and then we have Washington, which I think we are – People are dying off with the whole Washington idea. Remember people say Washington for a long time? Yeah, I don't hear and much anymore. It, 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 it's, it's gone away, thankfully. But we have Washington or Washington taking on Texas in the nightcap. But can we take a second and go, hey, was Football America wrong, Dan Beyer, about Jordan Love? Is, is he a dude? Sure looked like it the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, just picking apart the Vikings. The Vikings... I have no idea what was happening with their quarterback position. I thought maybe they thought Jaron Hall was their their quarterback of the future. That lasted about a half. And uh, Jordan Love looked magnificent last night. And it's so funny because you just, the Packers are basically in the same situation that they were a year ago entering week 17. So now it's Jordan Love's opportunity to maybe right or wrong that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year when the Packers couldn't beat the Lions. Packers just have to beat the Bears at home, which is now easier said than done, considering how well Chicago's playing. And and then you take into next year, right, where they have a bevy of draft picks, Aaron Rodgers' money comes off their books, and Jordan Love's playing for, what, like $8 million next year? I mean, obviously their, their thoughts are, I can imagine if we make the playoffs, but think about what they're setting themselves potentially up for and David Bakhtiari's money probably com- comes off next year as well. It feels like he won't play football anymore, unfortunately, because that knee. But it's crazy the position that the Packers appear to be in. And 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 by the way, their defense completely in shambles. May not have been shown last night, but Packer Nation has been wanting Joe Barry to be gone. Yes, for a for a long, long time, and so doing this without a defense that I think that they relied on or wanted to rely on earlier and haven't been able to do it. This young receiving core stepping up, but yeah, Jordan Love just may actually be that guy. It's insane. Uh, what you what did you think about the Broncos? What was your? I know you had your show yesterday. What did you think about the Broncos deal? <sighs> There's a lot. There, I didn't. I didn't. I thought that Sean Payton got a lot of heat, Doug, but um, Jared Stidham wasn't much different than Russell Wilson yesterday, I, you know. And so, the whole we're trying to win win number eight, and he's the guy that we need. I think that's all baloney, of course. They, look, they, they were once they were out of the playoffs, they want to be out of the Russell Wilson business. Uh, I mean, look, and I can tell you what I've, I've been told by some people in Denver, you know, that. That, that that Sean, uh, he's frustrated that Russell doesn't process nearly as fast as one would think based upon his experience and his, 
you know, normal level of intelligence. I mean, he seems like a super bright guy, but he doesn't, he doesn't think he processes well. He doesn't see the middle of the field. And, you know, as much as we like to compare Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, the only thing that's comparable is their size. The style of play is very different. And a guy who, you know, made his living out of the pocket with a great and accurate arm and also a very good athlete. He's not as athletic and his arm isn't as good. And he doesn't really run the offense the way in which Sean Payton wants to run it. And oh, yeah, by the way, he's checking out a place that Sean Payton wants run. So uh, I think if we track back to when Sean Payton originally turned down the job, right? I mean, he obviously wanted the Chargers job. I mean, that was pretty obvious. It doesn't get that spread in the media or he could be unless Sean Payton wanted that job when he didn't get it and the reason he wanted it was he liked the quarterback better than like the quarterback in Denver and remember there was a while they could not hire a coach how many people turned the Broncos down three or four guys turned the Broncos down and we could say it was about ownership whatever it feels like it was about Russell Wilson and I'm sure he only took that job with the hey listen I'm gonna take this job but if I want to get rid of Russell Wilson, it doesn't work. I want autonomy. I want to be able to do that. And once they're out of the playoffs, that's what he did. And uh, I, you know, I, I think that it's going to be fascinating because everyone thinks, well, the the Steelers, who, by the way, we haven't even talked about the Steelers, right? Mason Rudolph, just solid quarterback play. Suddenly, they look like a playoff team. They're above five hundred yet again. We know that Mike Tomlin record. But everyone thinks, you know, these Atlanta and the Steelers and they're going to go after Russell Wilson. But how many teams have acquired a quarterback on his third team who his previous team or two thought he was kind of washed? How, how often does that actually work out? You know, how often does that work out? Go, go ahead, Jay Stu. What did you make of uh, how everything played out last week, though, with Russ? Um like, for the first time in quite some time, Russell Wilson was a sympathetic figure in how that whole thing played out. And that was, by the way, by design, very well orchestrated. Um, as soon as the Broncos said that Rus- Russell Wilson wasn't going to start, the PR campaign from his camp started. And I think it worked um, because for a while there, we're thinking, man, the Broncos are a bunch of jerks. Like, who who interferes with a season like this by going to him with this contract demand? and where did you come out on that? Who won the week? Well, I mean, I, I've just been led to believe by people in the NFL that kind of like you said, everything is inauthentic with Russell Wilson, that it's that it's it's a lot like Sean Payton said. He likes to kiss babies. He's a he's a senatorial candidate. And I, you know, I think that Sean Payton wants to win football games. And if he thought that Russell Wilson can win in football games, he'd still be the quarterback. Find a way to work it out. You know, find a way to work it out. And I I understand. And to people who are like, well, the NFLPA needs to get involved. What are you talking about? This is a negotiated clause in a contract. <laughs> I mean, and if you can find a way around the clause, you find a way around the clause. And by the way, if Russell Wilson is really at the level that the PR campaign would lead you to believe, that money's out there, right? He'll get his, what is it, $39 million, he'll get cut, and then he'll get a new contract. If he gets a new contract in the $20 million, $30 million a year variety, which is, you know, below that of the top top guys are making 50, well, then somebody's going to bet that, that the, the Broncos were wrong. The likelihood is that he doesn't get a big contract and then he's got to do a prove-it contract, and those usually don't do well either. So uh, where I came out, I came out as Russ being Russ. And you know, people are like, man, this is just – so gut-wrenching to hear Russell Wilson like, dude, stop. This has been Russell Wilson his whole career. <laughs> He's an amazing politician. An amazing politician. But the guys that know, like, again, the, the, those, all those Seahawks dudes, those are real guys. Those are real dudes. And they were all, they've all always rolled their eyes at Russ. So I, I, this is, to me, it's just Russ being Russ, Dan. I don't... Yeah. You know, it's funny because... When this news kind of came out on Wednesday, because it wasn't official until later in the afternoon, but was per, you know uh, building up with the reports, it, it just kind of dawned on me that it felt like Sean Payton was hired to do this to Russell Wilson. That he was the one, because there are very few coaches that can do 
what Sean Payton did. And I'm not talking about berate him on the sidelines. I'm just talking about benching him, period, and doing it this soon into the contract. And, Doug, considering how long this has been going on, it, it lends to the fact that I, I think that that's why one of the reasons why the Broncos hired him even more so is this has been going on for two months now, this back and forth, and now for, for Peyton to finally pull the trigger. And again, Jared Stidham was no different than Russell Wilson was, maybe a little bit worse than Russell Wilson was in yesterday's win. But I just think in the end, like when you look at the Peyton hiring, he wanted to go to the Chargers, that didn't happen. Right. Cowboys, we've always connected, that didn't happen. Uh, wasn't going to happen. So there's Denver. And Denver's probably like, you know what? We've got this albatross of a contract with a quarterback that now hasn't played well in two consecutive seasons. What are we going to do about this? Sean Payton's the only guy that can do that. Yeah, and I don't think he would have taken the job unless he had it like, hey, man, if I want to get rid of Russell Wilson, I'm going to get rid of yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and and for people who don't think that's right or that's fair, listen, I've, I've said this on our show, on my show, as you know, Dan, you're part of it. Okay, I've said it on other shows. It, this is a lot like the coaching hiring and the quarterback do I think that other factors whether it's race or other things have come into play in the past and hiring of coaches and quarterbacks you want to go back 30 40 years sure can't deny that but as Sean Payton said this is what every person in the NFL I've ever talked to is like the only thing that matters is if we can win Right, that, that's what that's the beauty to professional football is literally the only thing that matters. Grades don't matter. Mom and dad doesn't matter. Feelings don't matter. Nothing matters. Can we win football game? Because if we win, everybody gets to get paid and everybody. No one has to like no one has to move their family again. <laughs> you know, so if you think a decision was made based upon, well, they doesn't like him. He may not like him if he thought he could win football games with him. He'd still be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Ru- he Russ, doesn't. And, Go ahead. and Russ has been taking so much heat, Doug, for however long. This turnaround that the Broncos had midseason, I, I think it was maybe more about their defense than it was no their offense. And so then all of a sudden now, there seems to be this groundswell of support for Russell Wilson because they don't like how Sean Payton handled it or the Broncos handled it. But it's also like, well, why would they want to be on the hook for an extra $40 million if they don't have to? The writing's on the wall. Like, all of that makes sense. And, well, I just, it was, it was handled poorly. Russell's a big boy. You know, like, like, yeah, we're all adults here, right? You can handle it. Listen, you, if you don't like an injury clause in a contract, don't put an injury clause in a contract. Remember, Russell Wilson, his whole deal was, the reason Seattle was ready to move on was he wanted a big new contract. They didn't want to give it to him. They didn't want to give it to him. And and Denver took him because the quarterback they wanted, Aaron Rodgers, agreed to a new deal in Green Bay and stayed there for another year. So they had Nathaniel Hackett and they're like, ah, this will work. It was a disaster. A disaster. And sure, Hackett looked completely overwhelmed as head coach, but so did Russell Wilson as a player. But if, if you don't like the – like, don't be complaining about the contract after the contract, the ink has been dry for a year and a half. That, that doesn't make any sense to sure. me. And, and to people who are like, well, what is the NFLPA? The NFLPA has done a magnificent job in their PR of making it seem like the owners are the big bad wolf. Right? Like when they save, if they save this money, somehow they're going to put it in their pockets. That team is owned by Walmart money. Do you think they care for one second about saving? No. What they care about is all that money and how it affects their cap. That's what they care about. If a, if a GM saves some money, that money doesn't go in the GM's pocket. It goes back in the pool. So they can go and get a better team. Right? Because when you get a better team, then you win more games, you win more games, you get a new contract, you get to stay gamefully employed, and you don't have to go find a new house for your wife, a new town, a new school for your kids. It's pretty obvious stuff here. Like, we're massively making about something that it's not. So, does he love Russell Wilson? Like, no. And, oh yeah, by the way, that's the second or third head coach that probably rolls their eyes at Russ, the whole Russell Wilson thing. You know, it just is. But again... I think this is purely performance-based. Is the contract an albatross, as you said? Absolutely. 
But we have this thing where we think, you know, the NFLPA has done a great job that the owners, well, they don't have guaranteed contracts. Yes, they do. They are absolutely guaranteed contracts. They may not be fully guaranteed. Why would you fully guarantee a contract? How's that working out for Deshaun Watson? (laughs) You know, I mean, even Kirk Cousins, who's had a magnificent statistical run in Minnesota, like dudes out with an Achilles tendon tear, he's got fully guaranteed contract. Like these things, it's not a sport where you want a fully guaranteed contract for more than two years. It's just not. Guys fall off. Guys get hurt. Things change. Systems change. Whatever. But people will, are really believe in the world that when owners or GMs, you know, cut a guy or save money, they put in their pocket. It's not true. They believe they don't have guaranteed contracts. It's also not true. It's just in terms of the length and the years and the money. You know, and we had this with running backs to start the year. Like, oh, man, these running backs are just like, okay, so tell me the highly paid running back who's lived up to their contract. Maybe Christian, Christian McCaffrey is the guy. And even Christian McCaffrey's missed time. And as we pointed out, like the Carolina contract was awful. He didn't get hurt the first three years, signs an extension, couldn't stay healthy. And he's the best running back in the NFL. He's the outlier. You know, Derrick Henry feels like he's over the hill. Right? Can't play that way anymore. And then pick out all these other guys that have big contracts. I mean, Indy was like, we're not giving our running back a new contract. They give the running back a new contract. He can't get even get on the field and stay healthy. What are we doing? We have this. I, I continue to believe that our American society, we have a massive issue with anyone who we feel like is an authority. We feel like there's something nefarious at work. Hey, somebody's got to be in charge. And there's got to be some sort of rules to this thing. And if Russell Wilson didn't like the contract, he shouldn't have signed the contract. But he did. Dan Byer, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan the Danettes. Coming up uh, next on the Doug, uh, on the uh, Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, bowl season has been, to say a mess, uh, is to, it's like walking into your child's room and there's stuff everywhere and going, eh, it's a little messy. But could tonight save it? We'll discuss next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. That's the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Danettes. Coming, uh, let's... Um... Let's welcome in Kerry Rhodes, he's a former defensive back with the Jets and the Cardinals. He's our Fox Sports Radio NFL commentator and contributor. And um, Kerry, man, there's so much to get to. Let, <laughs> let, let's actually start with the Eagles. Is, yep. that de- is that defense fixable this season? Nope. Nope. They're, 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 they're done. I, I, I saw the cracks in their, in their armor throughout, throughout the season. And, uh, you know, I thought coming into the season they'd have more of a, a Super Bowl hangover, and, and it was kind of lingering. They were getting through wins. They were, you know, kind of willing their way to, to some wins there that they shouldn't have had during the season. But it's caught up to them. You're hearing rumblings out of Philly now about, you know, you know, changing coordinators and letting some people call certain series during the game. It's just, it's just a little dysfunctional. So I don't really think at this point there's too much saving there. Is it is it a coordinator problem or a Nick Sirianni problem? With the Eagles, I think I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, Nick Sirianni is, uh, you know, he's had some success, super confident guy, um, a guy that shows his emotion, whether warranted or unwarranted, uh, during the games. And sometimes I think he gets lost in that. And you know, it, it's it's hard once you you lose a defensive coordinator that goes to Arizona and, and Jonathan Gannon, who had them playing well and playing a certain way, then you change that up and you know it's, it's hard sometimes and especially if you don't have a solid plan a to get it done then you start bringing in b and c and it starts starts to, to breed confusion okay what about what about the niners um is there anyone if they're rested and they're healthy they're going to be rested and healthy right they don't have to play this week and yeah. they get next week off and everybody has got to come to San Francisco. Not that that's – there's no weather advantage there. It's, it's – I mean, they got great fans, but it's not like it's a place with a great home field advantage. But they got dudes. Yeah. Um, what's the likelihood anybody beats them in the NFC? Very, very likely. Very likely. And I turn it on – Very likely? Uh, very likely. They're the best thing, 100%. But the thing with football, does, you know, it's – it, you don't have to be the, the best team all the time. I, I understand. Um, yeah, you play. You, you're playing that one game. Somebody gets hot, you can beat them. There's, I mean, Dallas, Detroit, but even the Rams. There are teams in that division that, if all things are clicking, they have a shot. Now, San Francisco is the favorite, and that's no question about that. But football is very tricky. I mean, right now you look at it, you think it's San Fran and Baltimore, right? But it's just it's it, it's hard to tell, and sometimes. Rest versus rust isn't always a solution either. Speaking of Baltimore, uh, can we put an end to the MVP? Is it now Lamar Jackson's? <laughs> is, it, is this over with? You and I had the discussion last week. I feel yeah. like we had talked about it about a month ago as well, but uh, yeah. done deal after yesterday? Oh, it's a done deal. Now now, now everybody, he's he had a chance to do it two weeks in a row against you know, two of the top teams in the league, supposedly, right? And so you... you uh, you know, you, people have numbers, and I know the numbers debate has been out there, and that's all fine and dandy. But if you watch the games, you know he's the MVP, and I watch him all the time. Obviously, that's the thing that I, I mean, I don't root for, but I root for him because of our connections and watching those games and seeing how dominant they are, and knowing that some of those short touchdown runs that Gus Edwards had, or you know, people talk about him not having all the touchdown passes. They could. If they wanted to get him those touchdown passes, they, it, it could have been done. And so this is more about the eye test, and I guess the numbers will be a little low, but, yeah, he's the guy. Um, okay, help us out. You've Kerry Rhodes joining us here on the Dan Patrick Show with Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb. This is Fox Sports Radio. Help us out with the uh, Detroit two-point conversion play. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. look – all we can do, I mean, Dan played, I played football growing up. Dan played high school football. I can put, and we love it and study it, but all we can really do is tell you as viewers what this is like, right? So it, it looked like Detroit went in there, threw a couple guys out there, so you don't know who's tackle eligible. And, but if you watch the tape, 
68 was the guy who declared. 70 mm-hmm. comes running in. Uh, Sewell was there, probably, you know, a little bait and switch. But apparently, yep. you know, the, the coaching staff, Dan Campbell had met with some of the officials before the game. was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. What's the reality to it from a defensive player? You've been in this situation. What's the reality to what actually happened? Well, the functionality of it from, from a defensive standpoint, right, there's – yes, they have to report. And even as a defender, you get to see that person report. So they're going to come in, they're going to wait, they're going to raise their hand, and they're going to report. They're going to tell the, the officials that they're eligible. So from a defensive standpoint, it doesn't really matter about that part of it because the functionality is the functionality. functionality. You can't really avoid that. So as a defender, it's still – you have to keep your eyes on your own luggage. And a lot of times when you see those big guy numbers, you're, you're just not giving them any credit to do anything out there that's going to hurt you hurt you, uh, hurt you, you immediately. And so when it comes to defense, it's just about keeping your eyes on your prize, man. I mean, you see the last man on line of scrimmage, the receiver, if he's off the ball, that means the guy, the end down the line of scrimmage is, is eligible. And so <laughs> it's not even that tricky. It doesn't matter if they even do – and an and unbalanced line, right, where it's only two guys on that side. If that guy, if that last guy on that two-man side is on the line, he's, he's an eligible guy if that receiver is off the line. So it's just about paying attention to the, uh, to the details and, and, what the, and what the formation gives you because it's always going to give you something. So um, still a, a, a blow on, and, and a blown coverage on Dallas side. So, you know, yeah, defensively it's not that hard. It's just about keeping your eyes on your, on your luggage. Kerry, do you hear the announcement? Like that that was one of the things where you know Brad Allen announces that number 70 is eligible and you can hear it yeah. as the Lions are in the huddle, but as a player are you are you hearing those announcements or are you waiting for him to come over and say something or or is that just not even a part of of what you're worried about? Yeah, you're 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 looking, you're looking at it, right? And so obviously if it's a trick play, it may have caught them off guard as far as when it was or who it is, but before the game, coaches have to, you know, they, they talk to the referees, they tell them that they're going to have these things, and so you know, our, our coaches and, and, and our people would be abreast, abreast of that and know that there's an opportunity for that to happen. Now, you know, the likelihood of it happening, we you never know, but we're, we're always kind of aware that those things can happen in the game, and so, and we talk about that stuff during the game, if you're, if you're well-versed and well-coached, so they should have had some inkling of it. Um, you know, in the heat of battle, sometimes, obviously, you, you know, you'll see certain formations that they come in, come in with personnel-wise, and you, you're expecting certain things out of those uh, formations. But, yeah, I mean, you, you're aware, and sometimes in the game you're tired, you're not thinking, and, and you're lost, and you're worried about something else, so you forget that through the, you know, through playing and playing a, a, long, a long game like they play. But they should have known. Kerry Rhodes joining us, of course, former defensive back, Jets, Cardinals. He's a Fox Sports Radio contributor. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends. Uh, along with Dan Byram, Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What do you think would happen with Denver with the benching of Russell Wilson? Oh, oh Doug, don't, don't do that to me. I, I, you know what? I, <laughs> I was so upset, man. I was upset when that happened because um, obviously just hearing the news of him going to the bench, at that time, it, it felt like a, a cop out for me with Sean Payton. But then, you know, obviously, you hear the the, the later information and it being uh, more financial. Then it, it, it then it makes me even more mad because it's not about how he's playing. It's not about your team. It's not about even your players at that point, right? It's about the organization and the money. And if you, if you don't want to pay these guys and you, and you want to cure that then you'd be better with your evaluation and what you want to do with your team. So I put a lot of the, the blame and a lot of my quote-unquote anger towards the, the Broncos organization and Sean Payton for putting, you know, putting Russell through that and putting the team through that. Because when you do your star quarterback like that, that, that shows every player that there's no real allegiance to them as well. And so it's, well, it's not a good situation for them. Hold on. I'll push back on that a little bit. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean – he didn't – the trade wasn't made when he was there. He has no ownership of, of Russell Wilson. Sure. And, I mean, do you think Russell Wilson is worth, you know, $60 million next year or whatever it is, $65 million next year? I mean, I just I, – I, I understand how it may 
feel, but the reality yeah. is Russell Wilson's not nearly as good as his contract. This is an opportunity to get out of that contract for half of what it's written for because the injury clause, and they're out of the mm-hmm. playoffs, so you pull the plug when he's out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, no, no question. But they were talking about they were talking about doing that early on in the season. They're talking about doing the doing it during Kansas City when they were on they were starting their five game win streak, right? So they're winning, and you know, obviously the conversations have been had, but they didn't bench him. They were really worried about the money and him being hurt and not making the playoffs and not worried about any of that. And they were going to hop off the contract. Then do it. Do it early. Well, I, I think they were going to do it early. Then they started yeah. winning games. They're like, well, let's yeah. just wait until we're out of the playoff thing. Now you're out of the yeah. playoff thing and you do it. Like this, it's just, it, it, it looks bad. I, here's what I don't buy. I don't buy that free agents, well, we're not going to go there because of Russ was like, no, you're going to go there because you, if you can make more money there than anywhere else, that's where you're going to go. <laughs> and if it's a system that, or if it's a system that, you know, the DC, you know, you, you know, you, you know, uh, Van or you've played for Sean before, like, you know what he's going to do. He's going to bring in as many of his guys who played for him before. That's what people do. I don't think yeah. it affects him long-term. Do you? I do. I do. If, if I had, if I had an opportunity to make, Similar money, same money, to go to any other team besides Denver. I do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to Peyton. I wouldn't trust the organization. Now, I mean, obviously, if they're if they're paying more for you and and, and it's significant, significantly better, then yeah, I mean, sure, some some guys are going to do that. But if it's close and teams are pretty similar in what they're offering certain players, I, I promise you they'll go somewhere else. Um, and yeah, I understand. The totality of it when it's when you talk about being out of the playoffs and then the money situation on top of it for sure. That's why that's what I mean. Because before hearing the money aspect of it, I was just like, wow, that's that's bad business. And then you hear it, then you're like, oh, okay, that's good business. But the optics, the eye test doesn't look good because you know you you kind of wrote it out. Even though the money situation was looming, the fact that they were still in the playoff hunt, they still kept putting them out there. So you know it was just a little disconnect there. All right, Kerry the. Bears have the first overall pick because the Panthers have the worst record. Bears yeah. fans yesterday chanting, we want Fields, in keeping <laughs> Justin Fields as their quarterback. Bears are on the clock right now. At this point, what do you do if you're Chicago uh, with that number one overall pick and your current quarterback situation with Justin Fields? If I'm Chicago, I'm, I'm definitely testing, testing the waters to see if there's any takers for Fields where they can get a significant return. Um, if they can get a significant return for him, which I, I, I hear there are some teams that are in, in, in play with him and um, you know, and are impressed with what he did down the stretch here. So if they can get that and package some stuff to get some players that they need um, and, and, and also get Caleb Williams, you definitely do that. If you can't, Justin Fields can't play football. Uh, and, you, and I think we've seen that down the stretch here, and, and I think he's gotten really, really confident, and I think his team has actually – you know, started to, to hop, hop on with him and, and let him lead. So it, it's an interesting thing. I think you could, I think they can do both, but I would def, I'm sure they're definitely exploring the trade market to see what the value is and see what they can get back in return. But me personally, I would, I, I think you, I think you have to go at Caleb Williams, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Well, it's the, it's not just Caleb Williams, it's Caleb Williams and restarting your quarterbacks on a rookie deal. Right, so it gives yeah. you the year two, three, and four where he's not making much of anything, and so then you can build your roster. And oh yeah, by the way, you have a second high first round pick that you could trade for more value if you, if in terms of other value, right? I mean, it's yeah. there again. There's a dollars and cents to it more than just the hey, Justin Fields might be starting to turn the corner. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and that's and, and that's the thing, right? Like if you can get back <laughs> a significant return with that, which. Like I said, it, the way he played, he can play, and you can get off that contract and get Caleb Williams, and then it, it just it just it just makes more sense. Kerry Rhodes, listen to him on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, he's a longtime defensive back in the National Football League. Kerry, you're the best man. Happy New Year! Thanks for joining us. Uh, man, thank you, guys. With uh, Dan Byer, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. In for Dan, the Danettes on Fox Sports Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.